Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Watching Friends. I'm Mark and you can write to me at 15 Yemen Road, Yemen. Hi, I'm Ryan and I have to go Red Ross. Red Ross! <laughs> and this is season four, episode 15, the one with all the rugby. I, I can't do the, the, the R's. Rugby, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I kind of wish I could. Uh, so yeah, we're back with another fun, exciting episode with lots of Red Ross. Love a bit of Red Ross. He's great. Uh, but before we get into that, we have to thank our patrons. So we have uh, Deborah, Paul, Jonathan, and brand new patron, Jamie. Whoop, whoop. So thank you very much to our patrons for supporting us for this month. Uh, your support allows us to continue bringing you this awesome podcast. I think it's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for you to go, yeah, it is. Do you need to fact check that one? That, that, <laughs> we already know. I, I, I know. I know we're we're pretty all right because we've got some listeners and we've got some patrons. So I mean, I think you do an amazing job, Mark. Oh, thank you very much. I think you do an adequate job. Thanks. <laughs> you are more than welcome. All that mutual support we've got going on. <laughs> well, that's, that's how we, we like to roll here. We like to support each other. Uh, and talking of support, so on our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash watching friends, Jamie wrote to us and I'm going to read out their message. So, hi guys, you read my Apple podcast review a few episodes ago. I'm from Alabama, and to answer Ryan, I live about an hour northeast of our Birmingham. Fair. Uh, I've been listening for around eight months or so, and this is the first podcast I've ever caught up with. I know for a while that I would join the Patreon when I was current, so that I would have more content to listen to. Yes, we do do extra content every month. Uh, I have watched Friends so many times, but both of you bring fresh perspectives and opinions that have really changed some of my own. I also really enjoy the tangents and always listen to the very end. That is where some of the funniest moments happen. I also want to say thank you uh, on our recent eight-hour drive to Disney World, which I'm very jealous of. Yeah, me too. Take us uh, next time. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving and listening to podcasts when my husband became engrossed in it in what you had to say. He started asking questions and is now watching the show with me. This is his work- first watch-through, so your podcast isn't just for fans, it creates them. That's so cool. Yeah, that's really nice. So uh, everything about that, that message is absolutely lovely. Yeah, we both have big dopey smiles yeah. on our faces. there. So thank yeah, you, Joe. great. Um, you know... Honestly, I think the funny stuff does come at the end of the episodes. It's completely unscripted. Yeah. Because it's meant to just be, oh, here's our socials. And I don't want to kind of end it that way. And, you know, I think with most podcasts, you kind of go, oh, the socials are here. I can skip next one, you know. Yeah. So I try to, like, line things up. And then all of a sudden, Ryan comes out of a tangent out of nowhere. <laughs> and, and then there's a, a non-friends-related story and something to enjoy. So, yeah, it's always worth uh, listening to the end of our podcast. Um, so... Is there any other news? Oh, there's, there is some French news. Dun, dun, dun. There's lots. There's been there's been a few little bits. Um, the only one that actually comes to mind is Polly Pocket Friends Edition. Yeah, look, Polly Pocket is still a thing. Do, yeah, I was going to say, do you know what Polly Pocket is? I do. So for those that don't know, Polly Pocket was like a 90s. I think it was even earlier than 90s. Yeah, like 80s, 90s. Yeah. Uh, kids toy for generally young girls. And it was basically like a... I think like the original version was meant to be like a, a purse or like a compact meal or something, but it had like toys inside as well. Yeah. And then it became basically like these little houses, like no bigger than your hand really, that you would open up and inside would be little mini fi- figures um, and like toys and furniture and stuff. And you could you know play around with them and you could collect loads of different types of them. And they were very cheap pocket money. Yeah, they got really intricate as well. Like they were like Polly Pocket Playground. Yeah. Like, you'd open it out, and then my sister had a lot of them. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, tell the truth now, Ryan. Tell the truth. <laughs> and look, we had like slides and little swings, and like the way they would fold out was always really impressive. But I remember getting in trouble once because I accidentally slammed it closed when she was annoying me really quickly, <laughs> and it didn't let the things like the mechanism close properly. So I basically like obliterated it. Just a crunch. Yeah. So Polly Pocket made a demise that day, but 
So yeah, they've they've made a Friends edition, which has the Friends apartments in there. That's very cool. Uh, how much do you think Potty Pocket? So Potty Pocket uh, generally is used to be a, a few pound. I'm sure it's like between five and fifteen pound now for Potty Pocket. Sounds about right. Uh, how much do you think the Friends edition is? Mm. Considering it's aimed at kids, it's got to be some obscene like forty quid. It is over fifty pounds. What? Fifty of your British pounds. Wait, no kids are buying that <laughs> no. because kids haven't seen friends. <laughs> no, no, no. It's definitely for adults. Yeah. Um, it comes in a collector's box, uh, which is like fairly nice. It's not not too extreme, but it's it's a nice little box. You you actually can display the Polly Pocket like in the box, sort of thing. Fair. So it's meant to be like a a shelf piece. Do you get the whole gang? You get all the gang in there. Do you, you get, get Gunther. I don't think you get Gunther. Uh, you do get the Lazy Boy chairs. Nice. Like, like they've gone some some weird details where you're like, oh, you know, I thought it'd just be like Monica's apartment or one of them. So I know it's it's both apartments in there, but like because there's so little room in it, they've picked like key parts of the apartment to like really focus on. Oh, fair, cool. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's it is a really cool thing. And then along with the the two apartments in there, you also get uh, the you know you do get Central Park. You get no Gump first, you said, uh, but like the 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 detail on it is really amazing. It is very impressive, to be fair, looking at these photos. Like, even one of the uh, characters, especially Monica, in this, has, like, the, the chicken on her head. Like, you can have that as well if you wanted to. Like, just loads of tiny little details. That are, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is very impressive. It's, yeah. Like, I kind of want it. <laughs> you know, I've, I've got the, the Lego sets, both of those, and they're really cool and fun. They are. Um, it's, it's just, like, the little details. And, like, Polly Pocket is not a brand that does licenses... That way. I'm sure they did like My Little Pony or something back in the day. Like Probably. I mean, yeah. My Little Pony was everywhere, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I haven't heard the, the phrase Polly Pocket in about 15 years. No. So. No, I know the, the story of Polly Pocket was that the, you know, the dad made it for his daughter, basically. There was like some story there. And now like she's taking over as an adult. Like, you know, I'm going to you know, bring it back, as it were. And, so, like, and I think, you know, this is nice. probably the way to do it. Like, you know, do you want to be playing Fortnite on your PS5? You know, seven-year-old child, or do you want a Polly Pocket toy? You've got some hipster kids out there who are like, give <laughs> yeah, me physical toys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but there's, there's, there's quite a few things happening. Obviously, there's Friends, not Friends Fest, what they call the Friends Experience. Yeah, we're meant to be going to that, aren't we? Should we? Walk, yeah, we'll organise that. Um, but otherwise, I think we're ready to get into the episode, unless you've got anything else you want to bring up, Ryan. The little tangent, I guess if you bring it up Polly Pocket, I mean, at the time we're recording, the world is in the, the grips of Barbie mania. So the fact that we've got, you know, Mattel making Polly Pockets and Barbie Mania going on, it's like a very, very cool time to be nostalgic if you're, you know, if you're, I guess if you're a woman and played with those back in the day. Have you seen the Barbie movie yet, Mark? No, I've not seen the Barbie movie yet. It's amazing. So the website that you get the Polly Pocket off, the Mattel Creations website, I have ordered the Ken hoodie, and it's like a <laughs> tie-dyed purple fuzzy hoodie that says I'm Knuff on it, and it's amazing. <laughs> What's Knuff mean? It's a thing from the movie, you okay, see, but okay. if you haven't seen Barbie, it's probably the funniest film I've seen in like five years. It's, uh, the trailers make me think of the Baywatch film, which is far better than it has any right to be, where it's very self-aware, um, and I've, I kind of feel a bit spoiled on Barbie, like everyone has been talking about it, there's been all sorts of behind-the-scenes stuff, um, but it, it does look very funny and uh, very self-aware of itself. My face was aching midway through from laughing. I saw, I went to the cinema like four times in five days. So Mission Impossible, Indiana Jones, Oppenheimer, and Barbie. And to rank them, Barbie was best, <laughs> then Oppenheimer, then Mission Impossible, and I didn't enjoy Indiana Jones. Okay, fair. That's sort of bomb. So what, what you're saying is, Barbie's had a film. Where's the Friends film? 
I, I, I think that's too far gone. Yeah. I don't know. I think they could do You'd it. have to recast. That's what we can do on Patreon. We'll do a, an episode of Patreon where we recast with modern people, the Friends crew. Oh, Ryan Reynolds as Chandler. There we go. <laughs> It'd be the worst yeah. Chandler ever. He's far too cool. Everyone wants to sleep with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Maybe Joey. He could be Joey. But talking of, of films and Friends, I did actually watch uh, The Whole Nine Yards. Oh, it's a great film. I just thought it was okay. Oh, I really, um, I, I really wasn't, I, you know, I've never seen it. And, you know, as we've been doing this podcast, I've been seeing it pop up more and more. It's like, you know, Chandler Bing is in, you know, this and it's with Bruce Willis. And that's how the bet came about and blah, blah, blah. Of, like how Bruce Willis came on the show and stuff. I'm like, no, I'm going to watch it. And then it's like, oh, it's just Bruce Willis is a hitman that kind of went to prison. And Chandler is scared of him and then gets roped into trying to murder him. But also, he's being murdered by his or being um, his wife tries to murder him as well. And I, thought, I didn't find it very funny. I mean, now you've described it, I don't remember the plot at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a great film. I don't remember. <laughs> it at all. Wait a minute. I remember enjoying it when I watched it. But yeah, it, it was it was a fine film. But you know, um, Matthew Perry kind of plays himself in it, like Chandler in it again. No, okay. Uh, very, very, you know, skittish kind of like nervy sort of guy with you know the humor as the defense mechanism bruce willis just plays it very cool isn't he's not he's not you know diehard bruce willis he's not with the one-liners he's just very chilled there's not a lot that really happens in the film it's very much talking um there is some nudity in it as well <gasps> if, if that's uh thing that interests you and maybe maybe helps pass the time a bit more <laughs> but you know, it, it was it was an okay film. I've heard that the sequel isn't very good. Yeah, I remember not enjoying the sequel, but um, but yeah. So you know, I think I would like to discuss at some point the films that the the cast have been in because they've all been in films and stuff. It's true. Um, you know, certainly Lisa Kudrow. I, I couldn't tell you what film she's been in, but her TV appearances have been amazing. I think my favorite Lisa Kudrow appearance in a movie is in a film called Easy A that sure. stars Emma Stone, um, which is basically a modern take on the Scarlet woman but it's very very good she's very funny in it she has an inappropriate relationship with a student um but it's weird seeing phoebe being like responsible and grown up. <laughs> yes <laughs> and like jennifer Aniston, you know she's been in some pretty funny films she does a lot of good comedies mm-hmm. which is surprising because yes we we point out in the show like how rachel can actually have some really funny moments but jennifer Aniston as a as a person as an actor i'm never like oh yeah they're they're the funny one yeah if it's an adam sandler movie that she's in i will watch it yes because somehow she just elevates them um even though everyone else about the movies the same but she makes them good but she's been in like the millers that was a a she's great in that yeah um there's 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 a whole bunch uh and the other one i really love and would like to talk about is uh wanderlust which also stars paul rudd it does and that is a very funny film it is i really really like it and Unfortunately, every time I see you, I see Wanderlust because there is a guy who looks like you in it, <laughs> who is the 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 hippie guy who's you know free and easy. He's got the beard, he's got the long hair, and uh, he's always putting his like leg up on like in sort of line with you if you're sitting down, and he's normally got nothing on underneath. So. I'm fully clothed at all times <laughs> yeah. during this podcast, but uh, he he you know he very much reminds me of you in a lot of ways. Thanks, I think. I <laughs> but, but yeah, there's, there's lots of films we can talk about. And even, um, you know, Lost in Space has been... I've been seeing that a lot lately. And people going, Lost in Space with uh, Matt LeBlanc. Actually, pretty good film. And I'm like, oh, at the time, people really downrated it. Yeah, I enjoyed it as a kid, but I had no frame of reference for kind no. of the original TV series. Yeah. Um, but I remember it not being very well received. No. And, 
I think a lot of it was people who reviewed it had watched like the films, uh, the the TV show before, and they probably had a certain expectation. And this was like a modern interpretation. Yeah. And you know, I think maybe we should watch it. I'd I'd love to do a talk over some of the films at some point yeah, where we work. watch where you watch the films and we talk over them. And you can you could do the same. You can listen to us. Join talk, in talk, with talk, us. Ruin your film for you. Yeah. Uh, it's like early 2000s Ryan Willard I watch a comic movie and I'm like in the comics just like this yeah. you just get you know, nerd invested and I think I think that was the case with Lost in Space but actually you know people say now it's actually a pretty good film you should watch it um, but, you know we've been talking for over 12 minutes at this point sort of friends related yeah friends adjacent yeah I, I think we should get into the episode now so this is the one with all the rugby um, this is quite a, an iconic one, I think, for a couple of reasons, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as we're going to get into. So we start the episode at a nail bar, uh, where Rachel is getting her nails done, and then we slowly see Chandler appear in frame. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's feeling a bit insecure at being the only guy there. Now, I, I wonder if more men go to these sorts of places now. I know, I know you're quite metrosexual, and you like a... Nice pampering from time to time. I do. I'd like to, but the problem is I bite my nails and like pick at my cuticles. So I'd probably just get shouted at if I went in there with my fingers in the state they're in. Um, but I would like to because I think my fingers look gross. But the fact you know what a cuticle is <laughs> tells me a lot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, good pampering's good. Like you know, I mean, my only pampering nowadays, I guess, is when I get my beard trimmed like properly by a barber, and that's quite you know relaxing. I'm like, yes, pamper me, make me beautiful, sir. <laughs> yeah. um, but I would, I would go. Yeah, I I think it's more acceptable now, and certainly there's there's a lot more places popping up where it's more casual, where you just go there. There's someone on like the other side of a counter, and they will just do your nails or whatever you need doing, then you you off again. It's very expensive though. Is it really like, from like partners or friends? I have another gun. They've gone had like what's the word shellac, which to me just sounds like an Irish phrase for hitting somebody. But I, I think of think of car polish when you say that word. Yeah, they like they got like shellac nails, and they're like really expensive. Yeah. And I'm getting gel finish and on Q-tips or whatever, and loads of different phrases. Well, it, I don't know. There's a bunch of million phrases that go over my head, but the old, you know, the, the self-love pampering thing, I'm definitely down for. Yeah. So this this again is playing on Chandler being a bit more feminine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's gone there for whatever reason. Maybe maybe he likes to have good nails. He's he's well groomed. Yeah. Or maybe Rachel's like, hey, come with me. I'm bored. And he's like, all right then. All right then. And then has kind of regretted it. Like I think all men have done something like this where they've gone somewhere like oh, i feel a bit uncomfortable and out of place here i shouldn't but i do yeah i remember uh back when my partner worked at a women's underwear store and we worked in the same shopping center and i would go chat to her but i wouldn't go into the shop because <laughs> i felt creepy like no i'm a man alone i will stand she was like all her male friends would do the same thing where they just stand at the door and chat to her over like the threshold because you couldn't go in two things spring to mind here one is that father ted episode where all the priests are in the department store of underwear and they're trying to get out for an episode and they're like this will be a scandal if they find all the catholic priests here um but also you're you're right like if you are a man just in the ladies underwear section like what are you doing there yeah like are you being pervy yeah and no it's probably probably not like so like, I didn't really feel uncomfortable. I just didn't want other people to feel uncomfortable, mm. if that makes sense, which is kind of weird. And I was much, much, much younger. I've been like, what, 20, but still. Yeah, like I think it's different for, for men versus women. Like I I really hate going into a men's department store and just finding that it's only women there shopping. And I'm like, why are you here? This is for men. <laughs> this is my section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you all here? But yeah, if you found like a, a, a guy or a bunch of guys in the women's section, I think people would be like, why are you here? And I said, like, well, no, it's... Fine. Yeah, we have a 
shopping center in Birmingham called the Ball Ring, and I get annoyed all the time because on the bottom floor there's this like little tiny like micro hair salon. I don't know what they do, like perms or to do something with hair. I don't know what <laughs> it is. All I know is that I'll walk past with my like long locks flowing, and they never offer me any services. But there'll be women next to me with terrible hair, and they'll be like, "Ma'am," and I'm like, "Why are you ignoring me? Why are you not getting ma- offered?" Ma- maybe they think your hair is beautiful enough that you don't need the product. I still want to be offered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, then Rachel finds a fake nail. Guess who used to have nails like that? Oh my god, it's Janice. <laughs> <laughs> you know we haven't seen Janice for a little while. We haven't. She's she's been missing. I do love how she kind of pops up like a kind of like screechy Jack in the Box. Like it's the, the lead up's always really short between like here's the like the clue for Janice, yes. and then bam, she's right there. It's <laughs> never like a ten minute wait. It's yeah, it's never like oh, we found this nail. I wonder who this could be. Are oh, we bump into her later? It's like no, she is there. Yeah, like Janice. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna get back to Janice later. We have a lot of Janice this episode. So if you're a Janice fan, perfect one for you. Who isn't? Everyone's got to be a Janice fan, surely. Still at the boys' old apartment that the. You know, girls and I live in. Girls yeah. live in, yeah, right. Uh, Monica, can't, can't wait for this to go back to normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting confusing already. Uh, Monica is getting upset about a switch by the door that doesn't appear to do anything. Uh, Rachel then embarrasses Joey by asking him to please flush the toilet when he uses it. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, there's definitely men you need to go and tell, like, dude, flush it. You know, if, it, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. That's why I don't invite you around, right? <laughs> Uh, and then Chandler and Janice walk in. Poor Joey is upset. Yeah, he's not happy at her reappearance. No, he, he thought they were done for good. She's gone out of his life. He tried his best. He went to like the ball game with her. Yeah, he tried Janice and Joey's day of fun. <laughs> it didn't work out. Well, it turns out that Janice is now divorced and she's as Janice as ever and apparently seen Chandler again. Mm. So, although Chandler doesn't want to be with her. What is Chandler doing here? And that's where we have our very first clip. Hi. <laughs> and you, sweetie? I'll see you later. Okay. Mm. I'll see you tonight. Okay. Bye. 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 I can't stand the woman. <laughs> what? I thought you were crazy about her. Yeah, I know, but you know all those little annoying things that she did before we fell in love? You know, like her, her voice and her laugh and her personality. Well, they're all back, you know? And she's picked up, like, nine new ones. So what are you doing bringing her here? There's people here. Don't worry about it. I'm taking care of it tonight. You are not. You have never been able to break up with her. Well, I don't have to break up with her this time. We're not involved. I'm going to do a preemptive strike. I'm going to end it with her before it starts. My ass is, like, frozen. So, yeah, it's nice to have Janice back, right? No, there are people here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that line. Uh, yeah. Chandler, Chandler is a weird one, isn't he? Like, yeah. He he clearly likes Jack. I think it's the the phrase that comes to mind is it's like a moped. Like it's fun to ride, but you don't want your mate seeing you riding it. <laughs> and I think That's horrible. And and I think I think for for Chandler, he likes being with Janice, but he doesn't like other people seeing him with Janice. And definitely because they probably say stuff like Joey does. Like, why are you with Janice? I think it's like when the planets align. Like, there's a there's a very set bit of circumstances where Chandler and Janice work. Yeah. And then, uh, like, you know, the eclipse ends and it's back to not happening. Yeah, I think... And, and you know, Chandler is definitely neurotic enough, you know, if they have a big nose or whatever. Like, Janice has the laugh. Like, that's just number one of, like, ten different things. That can... 
Kov, of why he wouldn't want to date her. But she has like those are good points as well. So you shouldn't backslide. Just if you break no. up, you broke up for a reason. Uh, we're now on the streets of New York with Ross and Emily. And God, do I hate her accent. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> sorry. It's terrible. We've, I'm going to mention this. Every single episode she's in, her British accent, just hate it. I think she stands fine. No, just, just hate it. Uh, I'm not going to go over it again. Just listen to the previous episode. I mentioned it there probably eight times of why I don't like it. Um, and, you know, yes, before anyone says it, I know she's British, like me. Uh, but oh, I just can't deal with it. No, I mean, it is very exaggerated, to be fair. Like, yes, she's British, but, you know, it, unless you sound like Christopher Lee or Peter Cushing, like, naturally. No. You pretty much have to put, put the voice on so the audience gets it, I suppose. Because a lot of Americans always think I'm Australian. Yeah. Uh, well, I always like how uh, a lot of Americans think Patrick Stewart is American. <laughs> like, and, and, and there's certainly lots of British film actors who are like, oh, he's American. It's like, no, he's British. Oh, I can't he just lives name. in America so long. There's a British guy in Homeland, and like every time Americans find out he's from London, they're always like, oh, my God. Shut up, he's from London. I think he's from the Midlands. But still, he's not from America. Yep. It's, it, for me, it's just they, they really ham up the British accent on American TV shows, mm. and that's, that's what I don't like. Just non-British is fine, but hamming it up is, is wrong. Um, but as we get back to Emily... She is a bit unsure of the safety of the streets when two guys grab her and run off whilst Ross screams for help. I can't believe you really walk alone here at night. I mean, you hear such stories about New York. No, it's, it's really not that bad. I mean, I, I for one, feel perfectly safe. No, 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 Ross. Ross, these are friends of mine from home. Liam, Devon... This is Ross. Hi, oh. <laughs> mate. Hey. How are you, man? <laughs> that was a good one, huh? Help! <laughs> so, how are you? I've been meaning to ring you ever since I arrived, but, um, well, I've been rather busy. Do you realise we have not seen each other since the night that U2 concert? Oh, oh, my God, I think you're right. Well, actually, the last time you and I saw each other was the next morning. <laughs> oh, Liam. <laughs> Oh, Liam. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Liam. Yeah. Oh, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> Ross is such a dork in this moment. He is. Uh, while he's shouting for, like, help, like, you know, someone's just, like, run off with his girlfriend and he's just standing there shouting for help as if... Help, help. Yeah. Yeah, like, even if you get beat up, just just try and save Emily. Yes. Just, you know. Well, thankfully for Ross, it turns out they're friends of Emily's and uh, they've not seen her in a while. Uh, and then one of them apparently spent the night with Emily. And this is where we notice uh, Clingy Ross coming out of the shadows. Yep. Just, you know, holds her a bit tighter. Yep, suddenly pull her in, arm around yeah. that. Yep. Uh, and, you know, Ross wonders if they're playing soccer or football, as we call it. Even though we invented both words. Yes. Um, but, you know, they're actually playing rugby and they invite Ross to join them. And yeah, there's lots of moments about this I don't, don't like. They're like, oh, you know, last time we saw each other was at that U2 concert. It's like, yes, you mentioned something British again. We get it, you're British. Yeah, no one in Britain likes U2. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's like inaccurate. Um, but yeah, just, it's just the, the overhamming of the, the voice that, that really bothers me and you know, just going on about it. I do wonder why that, that 
Liam mentions, uh, you know, oh, you know, subtly in front of Ross. Oh, last time we saw each other was after the concert in the morning. <laughs> like, as if we're not going to decipher the code. Well, it's like when someone slides in your DM- DMs after, like, months of not talking, they're like, hey, stranger. Like, everyone knows what the word stranger means. <laughs> you know, you like, how about some... And then, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's the equivalent of, like, let's bring up, let's bring up a former Dalians. I, I, I did not realise that. I say, hey, stranger, a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how you're coming across it. We all know what hey, stranger. <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, he, I, you have to wonder what Liam's doing. Is, is Liam being like, hey, I see you with your new boyfriend? Or does he not know at this point like what Ross is? Because in, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, you see her walking with Ross, you're going to assume, you know, either she knows him from work or something, or maybe she's dating him. I don't know. I just assumed that Liam was being a butthole. Um, do you need to bring that up in random conversation? Like, He, he might be... Uh, Showing off a bit, right? Like, oh, look, me and her have been together. Yeah, new, new person I've just met. Like, well done, dude. Cool story, well, yeah, bro. Yeah, like, pe- who cares? Pe- people do do that. That's weird. It is weird. Uh, but they do it. So, But yes, uh, oh, Liam. You know, R- Ross is trying to find a way out of this, and he has no way out, does he? No, he does not. Especially after crying for help. Yeah. He's got to prove his manhood. He's got to play the rugby. Yeah, he does. Good bit so, of ruggers. As we're, well, we're going to get into that, aren't we? So, because we're at Central Park now, and Chandler and Janice need to talk. Chandler thinks uh, this is too soon. Uh, but, but Janice knows Chandler too well and diffuses it instantly. Mm-hmm. Like Chandler does this all the time. And he's done it so many times with Janice right now. Like, oh, I don't think we should date now. But uh, I guess we can be together. Well, she knows the routine. It's like, you know, it's like in a boxing match. It's like ducks the left, ducks the right, leans back for the hook. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and we're in. She knows every blow that's coming. Uh, Chandler now has to up the antsy. Uh, his company's moving abroad, and he's going to Yemen. To Yemen, yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely ways to, uh, you know, disappear and fake your own death and, you know, stuff like that when you want to get out of situations. I don't know if this is the right way to do it. No. I mean, Chandler's got so many outs here, but yeah, Yemen is where we get to. Like Yemen, Yemen is a weird country to pick, and especially in the current climate yeah, uh, with, with with Russia and that. Like, Yemen is not a safe place to go to right now. No. Um, I'm sure uh, in the Dilbert cartoon, Dilbert goes to Yemen and they just make it seem like the worst place possible. Ah, oh, fair. Uh, but we are now back at Monica's new place um, and she's not stopped thinking about that switch. That's fair. I feel like I'd be doing Monica in this situation. Like, I would definitely be like, why is it there? What does it do? Ah. It feels a bit of a, a boring storyline. I don't quite like it. Oh, yeah. As, as, as far as the plot and the episode yeah. goes, you who cares yeah but for actual like real world situations a random switch that didn't seem to do anything would drive me nuts i remember in, like in my garden uh when i first bought the house there was a fountain there and we was like where's where does it like go to it goes somewhere because we've seen it working where's the switch for it and we never did find the switch and it's only like years later when like i dug up bits of the garden it's like oh someone had cut off like the wire to it oh okay and then left the rest yeah yeah, it. yeah. I'd have dug the garden up to find it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're definitely a moniker, right? Yeah. But no, there's definitely, like, every house has, like, a switch. We're like, what does this do? And most of the time it just doesn't do anything. It's not probably not even wired. To be fair, there are a bunch of plug sockets in my house that don't do anything because when the council rewilded the building, they just left the old sockets in. Yeah. So there's, like, two sockets next adjacent to each other, and it's like, only one of these works. Uh, so, yeah, so what she's decided to do is she's plugging in noisy things into all the outlets to see what the switch does. And then there's a hum. She can hear it. It's Joey, which is brilliant. Like, so I just, yeah. like, mm. 
I like how Rachel's like, why don't you use lights and follow the light? And Monica's just like, because I'm using sound. I, I kind of think the light idea is way better than the sound thing. Like, how many things make a noise? Like, okay, you're probably going to have in the kitchen uh, some kind of blender, right? And then what else plugs in that would make a lot of noise? Like a radio. And now you've run out yeah, of ideas. Out of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think Rachel is the smart one here. Uh, and now we have another... So we're at the boys' new apartment, and the sign on the back of the door reads, Nice Nails, Chandler. And I guess Joey wrote that one. Yep, busted. Um, I don't know. You can't really have a go at him for having nice I mean, sure. Maybe if he's like got his, like, I don't know, the tips of his nails done, or he's had them painted or whatever, maybe Joey could say something. But if he's just got you know them trimmed and looking nice, like... Well, I think it's one of those situations where watching Friends is very based on when you're watching it. So yes. I guarantee that as youngsters when this episode aired we'd have been like joey and ross doing oh could chandler get in his nails done what a weirdo whereas it's 2023 now and people would be like shut up joey you go chandler you get yourself pampered yeah like, like you know like it's, i imagine like you could definitely imagine joey's gonna have like workman hands he's gonna have like calluses on them he'd definitely have longer nails sort of dirt under them you know even though joey is an attractive guy i feel like if you got to the the details you'd be like oh actually he's not that clean yeah like when he had his big stink episode well, yeah, like I was at a, a trade show this weekend and there was a, a guy standing at the booth and I was looking at him going like, something different about his eyes and I couldn't work it out. It took me a while and I was just saying like, what is it? Is it because of his glasses? There's something odd about it. It's like, no, he had eyeliner on. I was uh-huh. like, oh, like, but it was like really well done and really subtle. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's all right, yeah. So, you know, if, if you want to do stuff, then do it. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, so the guys are now watching a game of rugby when Chandler and Janice walk in. Janice is helping Chandler pack so she can spend all her time with him. <laughs> yep. Uh, Joey is upset and no one told him Chandler is leaving. <laughs> this is classic dumb Joey. Which is funny because Janice has also bought it too. So <laughs> yes. like, is she on Joey level or are we just being harsh to Joey? Like, like Chandler is stupid because he's like, oh, you know, I can't be with you because I've got to move. Like, of course, Janice is going to be like, oh, I'm going to spend some time with you. Not, oh, bye then. Guess I'll never see you again. He's going to want to help. Given all the qualities Chandler's got, why do you not just say, actually, Janice, I'm gay? I don't, I don't think she'd believe it. No, fair. No, I think, I think that's the way. Um, and then Ross thinks he can play rugby after watching all this rugby on TV, uh, even though he got hurt playing badminton, which is a non-contact sport. Yeah, the most non-contact of all the sports. Like, <laughs> even the shuttlecock can't hit you. Yeah, that's it me. weighs like, <laughs> like a feather. Have, have you ever, like played badminton and hit the shuttlecock with like all your strength and it does nothing yeah it's so frustrating you're like <laughs> and it just goes oh okay it went slowly yeah it went an inch forward yeah he's only doing this because he's comparing himself to the guy that Emily used to date which is a bad idea he was like Joe Rugby which is a great name yeah <laughs> <laughs> he was like he's called Joe Rugby and he plays rugby he's just so excited like if, if you if you ever played rugby Yes, uh, I was the reason that my school PE class uh, wasn't allowed to play rugby anymore. <laughs> oh, okay, what did you do? So because the way my brain works, it decided that if I tackle the popular kids that are mean to me in sp- the, the safety of sport, that there couldn't logically be any retaliation because it's the rules of the sport. You, you do realise this sounds like prison lingo, like go hit the biggest guy and then no one will mess with you. Yeah. And I can't remember his name, but there's a guy in, in on the other team. He was massive, one of the biggest guys in the year. And I remember her friend, who I won't name, uh, basically ran away from him. Like he was like <laughs> this big dude had the ball, was running towards you know our like area, 
And then people were getting out of his way. And I was like, what the hell? So I ran over and basically speared this guy into the ground. And I got the ball. And then my PTG used to pick on me. He used to tease me for like wearing the joggers instead of wearing shorts all year round. He was not nice to me. But from the rare moments where he was like, oh, well done, Ryan. And I actually got someone <laughs> like, yay. Uh, turns out I accidentally gave that kid a hernia. Um, and after that, we weren't allowed to play contact rugby anymore. We had to play touch rugby. Yeah, I'd rather play touch rugby. I, I, I hated playing rugby because whenever we played it at school... One, you was forced to do it whether you was into it or not, which generally meant that if you were into it, you played it hard and fast. Yeah. And if you wasn't, you really didn't want to have the ball at all. Just, you know, it's like, it's like a bomb. Mm. But also, it was always played in, like, January. So, oh, yeah. So, so <laughs> it was either wet, windy, and cold, or the floor was frozen. So if you ever landed on the floor, like, the grass wasn't soft. No. It was, like, sharp and hard, and you was coming home bloody. So. You may as well drop the concrete. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it was never a fun sport to do. I actively hated touch rugby because I had quite strong legs, I guess. So sometimes I were growing by the shirt and I could keep running. But once we had to do touch rugby, it was like, oh, that really slow, lazy, fat kid has like slightly brushed my shoulder as I went past him and now I've got to stand still. Oh, I thought you were talking about yourself then. <laughs> yeah, but I hated touch rugby. But I like rugby. But I honestly, even to get confused, because like, there's rugby league in the UK yeah. and there's rugby union. And in fact, they have different rules and different amounts of players on the team. And I don't understand the difference. Well, my favourite thing about rugby is the quote uh, comparing it to football, which is that football is a gentleman's game played by hooligans and rugby is a hooligans game played by gentlemen. Okay, I like that. That's nice, yeah. Uh, we're now at the rugby pitch because Russ has decided he can do rugby just like any, any other guy. Which... I mean... He just said that they got football. They got football oh, in the United States. Uh, I, this, this is where we get uh, some upset listeners. Because, you know, football is not like rugby. Mainly because the football players wear a lot of padding. They do. However, I'm going to defend America and American football here. Because the majority of contact in a rugby game tends to be someone getting gripped around the waist it has to be under the waist doesn't it and and then dragged to the ground there's not a whole host of like head-on contact whereas the entire like blocking line of an american football team spend the entire match running straight into someone of equal size to them and they actually have more impact than like a full nhl hockey hit um so the reason they're so padded up is because they can just get walloped out of the sky at any point and you know well because for for a long time i don't know if it's still the case here like rugby players don't wear helmets no, generally it's still optional i think um you know they wear a, wear a cup and probably shin pads but but generally very little going on yeah it's like most sports where it gets granddad in so yeah. essentially if you've been playing before a certain point professionally it's optional to wear a helmet if you're under a certain age and start playing you have to leave okay. you wear a helmet whereas a lot of american football players they they take one bad hit and you know they they do get brain damage from it, and there's there's some that have died, um, and certainly watching some of them, they're like, like if you take one more hit, like that's it for you. Yep. So do you want to give up the millions of pounds for the risk that you get hit, sort of thing? Um, and I think I think it's only now that there's actual research going into like American football of like how dangerous is this, and it's like it's extremely dangerous. Yeah, like if you get hit hard, it's like a car crash. Like you're running at what ten, twelve miles yeah. an hour. I mean, they're crashing that fit, so they'll be really fast. And then a guy that's two hundred and fifty, three hundred pounds suddenly shoulders you in the neck, and yet like. So, yeah. so in your opinion, as the the more sports orientated host here, which, which is more brutal, rugby without the any padding going on? Or American football? I think rugby is more brutal. I think American football is more dangerous. Okay. And why is that? 
Uh, I just think you, you're more prone to head-on collisions, essentially, yeah. and you're more likely to cause serious injury. Whereas rugby, you've got kind of knees and elbows and arms and limbs flying everywhere, so you're probably not going to take a serious injury, but you might take an elbow to the eye or the nose and or like get your lip busted. So I feel like rugby looks worse because oh, you know, that guy's shoulder hit me in the face in the scrum, and I've got a black eye, or you know, this happened, and I've now got a bloody lip. Whereas that's not like having American football because you are protected, but I think American football has more lasting injuries than rugby. Okay, I wanted to get into this because we are now about to get into Red Ross. Okay, I know what I've got to do. I've got to go Red Ross. You know Red Ross? Totally don't know what you're talking about. Oh, and the time that we were all waiting in line for Dances with Wolves and that one guy cut in front of us and I just lost it? Screamed at him, turned all red? Red Ross! <laughs> No. I love how Joe how Joe is just like like that never happened. I don't remember this. Like, no, no Red Ross. That doesn't sound sound real. It's it's a weird thing to name yourself, like this idea that like you're self aware that your like state suddenly slips and you're like, no, I'm Red Ross. It's just so but weird. I have seen seen men in the past where when they get angry they just go like beetroot red in the face, like they look scarier than they actually are, sort of thing. But yeah, like I couldn't imagine Ross being like they people like, oh remember when that guy cut in front of line at Dancing with Wolves? Like <laughs> that was gonna get that angry. Like, Ross is clearly like weirdly like macho proud of this moment yes. where he went red Ross, so he's like, No, I'm just gonna have to go red Ross. And he's like, It's so lame. Um But it's Red Ross as a phrase is definitely one I think a lot of friends fans will use. They're like, Yeah, I'm gonna go red Ross. Get on red this. Ross yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go red Ross. Um, so think, yeah, Ross is going to go Red Ross. I think the Ross-related phrase I use the most is "my sandwich." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just. Well, Emily tells the guys to go easy on Ross uh, as he enters the scrum, and he kind of gets stuck in it because he decides to go in through the top. Yeah, like he can't find a way in, and then he's just kind of getting pushed around while dangling upside down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, scrums are kind of weird anyway because you have to like interlock your legs, right? These shoulders and arms kind of get in, and then your legs kind of used to push around to try and get the ball out. But you, but you can also grab people by the crotch and stuff. You're not supposed to. Okay, like it's like hockey. You're not supposed to do certain things, but you do. You do. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I feel like you kind of need to be prepared. You can't just be like, yeah, just join the scrum. Like you need to know what you're doing in that moment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, scrums are dangerous. Like, I've known people that have had, like, serious neck injuries from just being in the scrum and the way, like, weight's pushed and someone's ang- you know, someone's shoulder's gone and the angle's been weird and their head's been stuck and just snap. Because the scrum is basically the, the way you pick who gets the ball, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you're, you're all together and you're just kind of almost, almost like, a, like basketball where the person has to grab a ball. Yeah, it's like dropped in the middle, and yeah. then the two teams push each other around the ball, essentially, and then whichever team gets it gets to pull it out, and then they separate and then chuck it, and then you can only throw the ball backwards yeah. in rugby, um, which I was really bad at in school. Yeah, you, rugby rugby is very much a team effort. Um, you can't just lone wolf it, because nope. you have to basically do a V formation, because it can only ever be passed backwards, yep. and yet you've got to go forwards. Like it's, it's kind of an interesting dynamic. I was great at defence, terrible at offence. Yeah, you just jump at people. Like, yeah, yeah, you're probably a guy that was like big enough to jump on people. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes I wasn't, but I didn't mind. Yeah, because I was like, if I got smashed into the mud, I'd be like, yeah, sports. I'd, I'd be the guy at the back going, oh, I'm so far back. I'm <laughs> ineffective. I'm just telling my shoelaces. So. Yeah. Uh, as uh, new Monica at uh, new Monica's, sorry, uh, Rachel uh, got to feel Josh's pulse. 
creepy. Ooh, the pulse. <laughs> Sexy. Um, I mean, weirdly, as weird as it sounds, it is a very intimate thing to do. I've been in relationships and, you know, had partners and things. I've never gone, let's take their pulse. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I might next time. Next time I'm a partner, I'm going to be like, I have some how, pulse. How, how are you going to do it? Are you, you going to do it on the wrist or on the neck? No, I'm going to wait till she falls asleep and do it on her neck. She's going to wake up with me going, one beat, two beat, just to see if it takes her to freak out. Yeah, I feel freaked out already. Yeah. <laughs> Take my pause, Mark. No, no, I'm, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> You've got a watch on, your watch can tell you. Yeah, my watch can do it, yeah. Right. Uh, so we're at Monica's and, uh, yeah, she's got the electrical plans for the building to see where the switch goes. I mean, I've always wanted that. Like, when when my house was being built and before they put up, like, the walls and stuff, you could see all the walls. I was like, oh, I wish there was, like, photos of this. So when I put a picture frame up, up I could be like, there's a wire there, but this all however, is fine. Yeah. Because if you ever use a stud detector... I don't know if they work properly. Like, they just go beep wherever. Just put <laughs> put it on in the air. Beep. Oh, there. Over there. Beep. Oh, there's electricity there. And it's like, there's no wires there. I know that for sure, but it's telling me there is. And you're like, I don't know if I should what, if I should trust it. When you were using it, did you, did did you point it at myself? yourself and be like, <laughs> hey, Emily, found one? <laughs> no, my it did not make a noise. Aw. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... We've now left there after Monica has uh, got the electrical plans for her apartment. Tour. They all look cool, don't they? Like the way the plans are like sprayed. Like, it's very like yeah. heist move. Like, I want the plans for my building. You can buy them. I want to pay Well, not them. for your building, but you know, you can buy them for like the city, the city. and all sorts of things. A lot of them, like heritage, sites, tend to be online for free. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Uh, but we're now at the airport and uh, Chandler has brought all his bags to go to Yemen. Janice is still there. She is. <laughs> Uh, Janice is concerned because Chandler's friends didn't seem to care he's leaving <laughs> and she wants to really say goodbye to him I really love that moment like, they didn't seem to care that you're leaving it's like yeah that's weird isn't it we're not that close because <laughs> yeah. you know he hasn't just brought a suitcase which is probably what I would have done like oh I only need the suitcase I'll get the rest later but he's he's brought you know boxes of stuff yep, with he's, him. he's packed his house uh, but Chandler needs to uh, now go and get the ticket because this is pre nine eleven. Because otherwise, Janice will never leave. Okay, so I guess this is uh, no. goodbye then. Oh no, no, it's not goodbye. I'm not leaving until you get on that plane. <laughs> okay, well, I guess just wait here then. <laughs> Hi, I need a fake ticket to Yemen. One ticket to Yemen? Oh, no, 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 no. I just need a, I just need a pretend ticket. I'm sorry, sir, I don't understand. Look, what would you give to a kid if you wanted a ticket to play with? Are you traveling with a child? No. Right, you know what? She's going to think that I'm handing you a credit card. But what I'm really going to do is hand you a library card. Uh, sir, a ticket to Yemen is $2,100. And we don't take library cards. What's the matter? Is something wrong? Do you have to stay? American Express. <laughs> I, love, I got a lot of energy. Just American Express. American Express. Uh, this woman at the airport is so dumb. I, well, I was going to say, it's like, yes, I know Chandler is asking for things that are very unusual and weird, but she is very dumb because she's not listening to what he's saying at all. Because he's like, what would you do to give a, a child a ticket? What yeah. would you give them? 
Like, at least if she could comprehend what he was saying and was like, sir, I can't give you a fake ticket. Yeah, or least, I don't know what, I don't understand what you're getting at. Can you explain for Like, I know it ruins the joke. Yeah, but it's just, from like an in-universe, she's moronic yes. and it makes me angry and I'm like, should she be dating Joey? Like, now, yeah, she, she has a moment where she's like, you know, we don't take library cards. And you're like, okay, she's putting her foot down a bit. But yeah, there's, there's moments there where she's like, not responding to what he's saying. Well, it's like, are you traveling with a child? And it's like, oh, it's like God, woman. Like, just... Yeah, no, I didn't say that. I just like, what would you do if you, you know? Yeah. Anyway, like, I feel like this is very American because I believe you can still go to airports now and just buy a ticket at the airport, which is a weird thing to do in the UK because airports are expensive to get to, uh, Germany out the way. Yep. And, you know, you're just going to turn up and hope you go somewhere. As in the States, like, you would probably use the, the like, the, the airport almost like a bus service or train service where you're like, yeah, turn up. Uh, what's, what's the next one to where if I need to go to? Cool. I'm there, ready to go. Um, but it's, it still feels weird to be like, yeah, you just turn up at the airport just and just, I'm going to buy a ticket for some kind of plane at some point. I've always wanted to just like book like a weekend off or something though and just go to the airport and go, what's the next cheapest flight? Yeah, because they, they do offer like mystery flights and all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, you know, and like you say, if you can get a spare seat somewhere. Um, I don't think it works like it did in the 90s, where it's like, oh, it's super cheap because the plane's about to take off. I think they're now just like, no, it's really expensive still because everyone else has bought the expensive ticket and yeah. we don't care. Yeah, like we don't really, yeah. We've already made our money back on the flight, so we don't care like, if or not. Like the, the, the world is a different place compared to like the 90s where you did get like budget flights and all sorts of weird stuff, whereas now like it's just expensive. Um, and going to Yemen, $2,100. Sounds kind of expensive to me. Even back then, I guess for the distance, and it doesn't sound too bad to me. Really? Yeah. Like I mean, it, I mean, you can you can fly from London to New York now for like two hundred fifty pound. Where? You can. Are you sure? Yes, you can. We can get find me this flight. You can. You can. All right. Um, no, you can, you can definitely fly. And I saw it the other week. You could go to like Boston and stuff for two fifty. Like they're not the best planes in the world, and it's economy class. Who wants to go to Boston? Boston's great. It's where they threw the tea in the harbor. Yeah, Boston. Mark. Boston's a great place. I hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for those that don't know, Ryan is a rather big tea lover. Yeah. So, but no, you, you can fly fairly cheaply to the States in a sense. And yes, the 90s was a different place, but like 2100 to me sounds like first class in like a nice plane, especially Yemen. Yeah. You know what? It probably wasn't. She probably just did try and sell China with a first class <laughs> Maybe that was all that was left. I do like the way... way Genesis is like, oh, what's happening? Do you have to stay? It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, no, no, take the money. Uh, well, talking about money, I think we should talk about our Patreon for a little bit. So you can help support us on this podcast at patreon.com forward slash watching friends, where we have a bunch of different tiers. So for one pound, you can just go, hey, love what you're doing. Want to support you. Yep. The five pound tier gets you bonus episodes. So we've got Joey. Uh, season one, episode eight, coming out shortly. Yeah, saucy bonus content. Yeah, get so. your pulse. Watching <laughs> <Yeah>. friend. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we've, we've we've started going through Joey on our Patreon. We also have uh, other things where we have talked about other um, actors and characters in the show. We have done our podcast all about the love lives of the the Friends cast and who we think should have you know kind of stayed with who. So that's my favorite of our exclusive episodes. Oh, I, we've got loads more planned as well. You um, you know, we've, I've been thinking about the things that, that we'd really love to do and talk about. Um, we just need to find the time to do it, which Patreon helps us to do if you can help support us. And there is also the £20 a month tier, which means you become a producer for one of our episodes. Which is cool. Which is really cool. Uh, 
Um, so yeah, you can help support us to keep bringing you more content like this. Uh, now we're going to head back to the rugby pitch because, you know, Ross is being destroyed at this point in time. Yep, totally annihilated. I really do love the the two guys in the background that are laughing at what's happening to Ross. Did you notice those? Yep. <laughs> uh, the you know background characters are normally a bit weird in in Friends. Uh, you see, like a lot of them are just kind of miming or talking or whatever, and they're just yep. kind of in the background. But these these two are like you know they stand out. They're yeah, they're actually acting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they are. It feels like they are just random people that are just watching. Like, oh, man's getting funny, beat yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Ross is. Um, pretty bloody and pretty bruised and clearly in a lot of trouble and he's not red ross he's dead ross <laughs> you know another great great line from joey there and then emily gives ross some advice on where to hit the guys to get them to go down and it seems like they've, they've all got something wrong with them i mean if you've been playing rugby for that long you probably do have something wrong with you at that point physically well yes yeah, like you know the the trick hip or that guy doesn't wear a cup it's like why would you not wear a cup i, ugh, I don't know yeah because you know that's where everyone's going to go for. You know, it's, it's um the ultimate fighting championship again. It's like it's a special area. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that? Too special, favorite, most favorite area. <laughs> uh, we're then back at Monica's, and there's lots of uh, pretty children's drawings all around the door. It's very cute, and they brighten up the place and also cover the holes in the wall. And this is where she's tried to follow the wire by just smashing holes everywhere. Yeah, not just the walls either. No. There's one in the floor. There is one in the floor where she uh, talks to the downstairs neighbour who doesn't seem that concerned. They sound pretty old, but they're like, hello, lovely. Like, yeah, I'd be furious if there was suddenly a hole in my ceiling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if, you know, it's like Joey's apartment. You'd be like, hang on. Yeah. Why is there a hole from Joey's apartment? <laughs> Why would this cockroaches suddenly come for the hole <laughs> yeah. in the roof? Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, Rachel isn't very happy at this. And Monica's done a terrible job of trying to cover this all up. She really has. We're then at Central Park and everyone is helping Ross inside because he should really be at the hospital. Uh, but Emily thinks he was amazing out there. Is she delusional too? I mean, he wasn't good. <laughs> but the fact that, you know, he was making an effort for some that, you know, it's important to Emily and to Britain. Uh, you know, yeah, it, it was... Well, I, I did like when uh, he went back in there, like... Jerry's like, oh, yeah, Red Ross. Yeah, like, I remember now. Like, I, I, I really love when Joey does that kind of playfulness. Because um, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go back in there. I'm Red Ross now. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't think pe- people like success. But I think if Ross went in, you know, especially when he was Red Ross the second time, I went back in and tried really hard. As long as you commit to something, people, people tend to be impressed, especially given that the expectation is so low. It's not, like, <laughs> it's not like he had to be, you know, World Cup caliber rugby player. He just had to not suck for 10 minutes. At the same time, I... I kind of hate people that suck up in this sort of way, which Ross has done. You know, he's trying to impress Emily and, you know, it's, he's going just too far with it, I think. I don't, you know, he, he's not a rugby player. He's like, oh, I'm just going to join and have fun. That's fine. But he's like, no, I need to do this to prove to Emily that I can be the man that she wants. And it's just like, dude, like, just calm down. She, she already likes you. It's fine. Yeah, I think his motivation is lame. Um if Emily was just like, oh, actually, I'm a big rugby fan, and he's like, oh, I've never heard of rugby, like, oh, let's give it a go. Yeah. That, okay, fine. You, you experience something new because you're in a relationship. That's one of the funny things about friendships and relationships is finding new experiences you yes. didn't have before you knew them. But yeah, the fact that he's like, I must do it to prove I'm as much manly as Liam, it's just lame. Well, like, you know, if you, if you had a new relationship and, you know, they turned around to you and was like, oh, you know, I don't really like the, the superheroes or the Batman. 
and you're like, oh, they, you know, this is my thing. I'm really passionate about it. And they're like, oh, yeah, superheroes are amazing. I've been reading them ever since, you know, when I was 12. You know, the, that Iron Man character is my favorite one. You'd be like, yeah, like no, like, don't, yeah. don't change your opinion to, you know, try to please them in that way because it, it generally doesn't work out. You get called out very quickly. Yeah, plus if you don't like something I like, it's not going to be the end of the dating. You know what I mean? I'm not right. going to be like, what? You don't support the devil? Unless you're a Rangers fan, obviously. But you know what I mean? Like, okay, you like... I don't think any of the girls I've dated have liked hockey. Like, n- any of them. No. But if they turned around and were suddenly like, I'm all in on hockey, I'm watching every hockey match for you, like, it could be nice, but it could also be very fake. And certainly, it happens a lot in Friends, where the characters go overboard trying to impress the, you know, the opposite sex in a way. Yeah. And it's like, you, you shouldn't do that. You don't need to do that. And suddenly in Ross's instance, like, he didn't need to do all this. Like, what woman is going to be... Oh, you you look amazing now with your eye popping out and your nose broken, like you know. I mean, be- before I didn't see what what it was that I found attractive about you, but I definitely do now. I mean, don't kink shame Emily. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what she's into? We then uh, head back to the airport, and Chandler is about to board the plane now because he's got his ticket. Thanks for his Amex. Yep, but he's got some nice points off of that. Mm-hmm. And Janice wasted every second with him. I feel like at some point she should be like, look, I need to go now, bye. And again, this is pre-9-11 where anyone could be at the gate of a plane. Yep. Um, whereas now it's like you have to say goodbye outside security to them. Which is really annoying when you're dropping people off at the airport. Because it's like, bye, you're going to spend two hours sat behind that door. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, You've got two hours by yourself in the duty-free looking at those Toblerones that are really expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's like, get a sandwich, find yourself some airport wine, you'll be fine. Uh, so yeah, she waited a long time. And she's going to write to, to Chandler every day. 15 Yemen Road, Yemen. Which is dumb, because postal service isn't that good. So he'd probably get all the letters in one batch. So he'd get like a week's worth of letters in one go. <laughs> That's your problem with this, <laughs> is that she won't, he won't get a letter every day. Yeah, just do a weekly letter. So like How much does Janice do in a week that necessitates a daily letter? So it isn't that he said his address is 15 Yemen Road, Yemen, as if like <laughs> that's an easy location to find. That's fine. That'd be like you going, I live at one Birmingham, Birmingham. Probably exists. It probably does, actually. <laughs> There's a Birmingham road, to be fair. So. But yeah, you know, writing to him every day, it sounds nice. She's not going to do that. Oh, I bet and, Janice would. And why? I, I don't even know why she would. They've only like kind of got back together for a little bit. And Janice knows what's Chandler like. And at this point, you know, he's moved to Yemen. So the relationship's over, like... Yeah. Like, like, like he's not said, oh, this will be a long distance relationship. He's like, Goodbye. Yeah, it was like she's draining every last drop of it before he gets on the plane. But, uh, no. Chandler is finally going to leave. He gets on and boards the plane. And then he turns back around thinking Janice has left. But no, she was waiting for the plane to take off. It's so funny because he kind of goes down into like the little tunnel bit and then like gives it a few seconds. <laughs> and then he wants to sneak out and she's like, Chandler, and he's like, no, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but... Look, yeah, he, he's, he's pretty dumb at this point to think, waiting three seconds, and she's going to walk away instantly. No, she's going to sit by the window, isn't she? Yep. If, she, if she's like a, a good girlfriend, she will wait. What he should have done was gone into the tunnel, just waited. Yeah. Just not boarded the plane. And, and then when someone comes on, he'll be like, no, I just wanted to stay in the tunnel. Just, I just like to see the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Chandler then slowly gets back on the plane, because he had to say goodbye one last time, yeah. because there's no getting out of this now. He's on his way to Yemen. And his friend don't even care. And you can't escape the Janice. No. And then in the after credits, uh, the super and electrician couldn't figure out where the switch went. 
Turns out it goes to Monica's old apartment and turns on turns the TV on and off. Uh, that's a pretty dumb switch, right? Although Phoebe thinks she's controlling the TV with her mind. This is one of my favourite Phoebe moments, to be fair. When she's like, blink, and it goes off. And then she and Joey are just sat there like, oh my god. And then, you know, they do it for what? 15, 20 seconds, multiple times. And then when it stops, she's like, oh, I lost it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, there's no doubt in Phoebe's mind that she was doing that. Yes. It's great. I there, there's, de- there's definitely been moments in my life where I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm doing something like, I'm doing it in time this. Am I doing it or is that doing it? It's like, no, it's that. That's doing it. And just yeah. coincidence. Um, yeah, it, it, this is quite a fun episode, I think. I think it's very memorable for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Definitely one Yemen road, Yemen. Yemen. Uh, I'm going to Yemen. Uh, it definitely pops up there. Red Ross as well. Yeah, everything but Rachel and Monica. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much memorable. Yeah, the 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 light switch stuff is like, oh, yeah, we've we've all come across that. But as a storyline, it, it doesn't really have anything funny about it. No, you know, Monica putting all the holes in the wall kind of seems a bit out of place. I don't think she'd ever be that messy. Yeah, she definitely fix it because she's Monica. Yeah. She's like a neat, you know neat freak, a kook. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, I always, I remember Phoebe's, you know, eye control of the TV, and I always remember that moment. But if you were to line up 10 episodes in front of me randomly in like four years and go, Ryan, attach the like post credit sting to the episode, yes. I'd be like, mm, I probably wouldn't know which one it was. Yeah. Well, I might now have to go through it in a podcast, but previously I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. And I love the stuff with Janice. Anytime Janice is on board, it's always a great episode. Yeah. I, like, Janice is perfectly used consistently throughout the show like all 10 yeah there's seasons. there's never a bad episode there, there are definitely episodes where you kind of feel bad for chandler uh especially you know with, with janice um you know and her ex-husband and she's like you know she chooses the ex-husband the mattress king. Yeah, yeah and you're like oh i feel feel bad for chandler like you know but every every time you meet her like her life is it kind of interesting the you know chandler's life never really moves on no like throughout 10 10 seasons and same with pretty much all the gang you know they have their their moments where they get a new job or something but really their life doesn't change but janice in the background you know she gets married she has a child she gets divorced she gets married again like she's moving different places doing different things yeah like she feels like the most real out of all the characters yeah and i don't think she ever overstays her welcome like to the audience to joey 10 minutes she's overstaying her welcome but i think to the fan like she's always there just enough amount of time for me to find her entertaining and then she's gone again. Yeah, I do wonder if people actually find her annoying. Like, or do they actually enjoy that she's an annoying character? I think the first time you meet Janice, you're like, oh my God, she's annoying and infuriating. And then she kind of starts to grow on you like mold. I, I, I wouldn't agree with that because going through this, the first few times you meet Janice, she's quite normal. Like, she doesn't have the voice quite yet. She doesn't have the, oh my God, she doesn't have the laugh quite there. Um, I feel that comes like the third or fourth time you kind of meet her. Fair. But, um, yeah, I think they, they use Janice sparingly, uh, but brilliantly every single time. Like, mm-hmm. I love that back and forth. Uh, and we all know someone who's had these kind of relationships where, like, you know, they never they never quite make it, but all throughout their lives, kind of, like, there'll be moments where, like, oh, they're getting back together again. Yeah, I mean, I've never found anyone as annoying as Joey finds Janice, the but there have definitely been friendships I've had where they're, they've invited their partner, and I'm like, oh, he's coming. <laughs> like, it's just, oh, and you just don't want to have to spend time with them. Yes. So. Is, is that Ross? Yeah, we, we, can, <laughs> we can all relate. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's another great episode. I really yeah. enjoyed it. And definitely we get into the really memorable stuff is this season, I think. There's yeah. just so many lines. And I think it, this, for me, feels like Friends, the height of Friends. That's 
it's probably around around season four. I don't I don't know if it's because of London and the promotion of it. You know, first, first season you kind of have it's beginning. People don't know what it is. Second, third, it's kind of growing. Then fourth one is I guess it's hit its stride. It knows what it's doing, and that's where they really push it. And then after London, it kind of I wouldn't say goes downhill, but in terms of like the the world around us. I think people go, oh, it's season seven now. I've seen enough friends or seen enough of this. Um, and, you know, they don't need to market as much because like, they found the audience. Yeah. They know where it is. It's like, and, and certainly with TV shows, they will only spend money if it's going to be worthwhile and gaining more people. And generally after a couple of seasons, they're like, no, we're not spending more money. Yeah, if, if people are going to watch it. If they're going to watch it, yeah. we don't need to try and entice more. Uh, one thing you mentioned earlier was about people putting in too much effort and getting cringy to try and impress the opposite sex with Ross trying to play rugby. We're going to get a lot of that next episode yes. with Rachel and Joshua. Oh, yes. And she is definitely as cringy, if not worse than Ross. Oh, 100% worse than Ross. It, it's all what the one particular scene, which I won't spoil now, we'll do next episode. Oh, don't spoil this episode yeah. from 15 years yes, ago. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes me physically uncomfortable. It's that cringy. Yeah. And it's just like, bleh. So, yeah. So that's the end of our episode. You can find us at watchingfriends.com where we have a contact form. You can write to us, send us a message. We'll read it out on our podcast. You can become internet famous yeah. or infamous, perhaps. Uh, you can also leave us a lovely five-star review. That's all we accept now. Yeah, we just be like five-star, five-star five robust uh, <laughs> reviews uh, on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else. Wherever uh, you find yeah, podcasts. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Try, I'll try and find them. Uh, we, we like reading our reviews. They help keep us uh, in check. Yeah. So it's a nice little bit of motivation slash inspiration when you, you, know, you get a review. Like, oh, people are, people are engaging. Yay. Yeah. Like it's, it's worth me staying up till two editing this audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that does happen, right? Yeah. And you can find us on, I can't say Twitter, X. 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 No. F- so there is a, a suite in the UK um, called Starburst. They exist in America and Europe and everywhere else. Originally, they used to be called Opal Fruits here. Opal Fruits, yeah. No one calls them Starburst. They're called Opal Fruits still. (laughs) Many, many, probably over 20 years later, right? And I feel with Twitter, uh, everyone is just going to be like, oh, you know, post it on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I saw a funny meme the other day, and it was, uh, Elon Musk is finally going to know what it feels like when people get dead named. Because no one's, you call it (laughs) X. No. (laughs) I was like, fair. The funniest thing was people going, hey, did you think this through? Because now my uh, bookmarks looks like I've been looking at dodgy websites again <laughs> yeah. with, with naked ladies on because every other website has that. Uh, and did you know, um, do you know what Twitter videos is now called? No. X videos. Oh, God, really? Do not search that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's that? I don't, <laughs> don't recognise that. That's just what it's called now. Yeah, yeah that's right. You, you said the quiet part loud and loud part quiet, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, there's a, there's a few American celebrities who are like, find, find my exclusive show on X videos. And you're like, oh, no. Please. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Look, I keep looking. It's not there. <laughs> no. uh, so, yeah, we're, we, we're on Twitter and Facebook at uh, Watch Friends Pod. You can watch us there. Ryan doesn't post there anymore. I think he should. Yeah. I mean, he's too busy in the Friends fan group, so I can see your post there. Yeah, I'm always in the Friends fan Yeah, you're always in the Friends Normally it's like, we discussed this on the Watching Friends podcast. <laughs> on this episode, yeah. yeah. Um, we, actually, we actually get a lot of inspiration from those forums. Yeah. There, there's certainly lots of discussion points of people being like, who is like the worst character? And they, they come out with like some absolute blinders. You're like, oh, actually, I never thought of this random character that appears once. And you're like, actually, that's quite a good pick. Yeah. 
I like them. So I've, I definitely want to do a Patreon uh, episode where we we go through and basically like do a we we pick out some posts and dissect them. All right. I think that could be really fun. We could do that. Uh, and talking about Patreon, if I haven't mentioned it enough already, you can help support us make this podcast on patreon.com forward slash watching friends, where there's bonus episodes and all sorts of other content. You can chat to me and Ryan as well. Yep. You can chat to the other fans. And you can also uh, dictate, you know, what we're going to do on our bonus episodes. Like if you've got an idea and we think it's good, which is probably any idea, uh, we're more than happy to, to do that. Course, and basically, your support helps us bring this podcast because, as Ryan said, we're generally up till 2 a.m. editing this because we have full time jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this will never pay for us to go full time, but the more, um, you know, we get in patrons, the more resources we can put into this. And exactly. you know, I'd, you know, I'd love to do loads of stuff with this, like we could do an episode every day, be that'd great. be fun, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, come and come and support us in doing this. And then we've got next week's episode the one with the fake party. The one with fake pie. So that's that's a fun one, right? Good one, yeah. So can't wait to come back to that. Thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, you can find me if you need to see more of me at fuzzballs.co where I draw cute animals, put them on t-shirts, I've got plush toys and stuff. Go go and check that out. Help support me there. And where can they see and support you, Ryan? As always, you can find me at GameHype.co.uk for fun gaming shenanigans. And soon I'll be guest buying on the Hype from Out of Heaven podcast as well. Ooh, yeah. fun. Uh, what type of podcast is that? Uh, kind of pop culture nerdiness. Okay. Uh, I think the episode I'll be on will be a deep dive into the Metal Gear franchise. Okay, so it's video game related. Yeah, it'll just be me going, I like Snapper Wolf <laughs> for, for like an hour. It's just because when you say out of heaven, um, it makes me think of a strip club name. It's fair. I mean, it's a Metal Gear reference, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, like, just like maybe in X videos, yeah, your mind went where it yes. was. <laughs> well, until next time, it's goodbye from me. Cheerio. <laughs>